Hello everyone, welcome to Octane 101 podcast. I am Akshay and I am Sain. And this actually we've taken quite a long break for this episode. Uh, although that's exactly what we said for the last episode as well. But I, I think it would be very unfair to call this the next episode. I, I think we should just start naming uh, the episodes in terms of season. Let's, Seasons, right? Yeah. So this is season two, episode one of the Octane One Hundred One podcast. Are you sure? Yeah. I thought the next season is going to be better. At least the production value should have gone up. I have a new phone which supposedly has a better mic. <laughs> so <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, I actually decided to plug a mic in this time until I I, I realized this one doesn't come with a headphone jack. Yeah. Jack. To, to plug in a mic. So, right. so back to square one. Enjoy the horrible quality. <laughs> right. So yeah. Anyway. But but at least we have a better disc to place the phone on. So hopefully the audio quality will be right. slightly better. <laughs> at least we are sitting right now. Yeah. At least at least we are sitting properly rather than being uh, being crammed around the phone and and hoping that the audio quality is better. Anyway, so what are we talking about, Akshay, on this ep- on this episode? Right. So uh, for this episode, I thought let's talk about uh, how how smartphones have. impacted or have affected the whole transportation space right that's a very good topic because see uh, we call uh, the last like the decade as the renaissance period for the whole motoring industry yeah, because the, the changes have been much bigger in the last 10 years than it has ever been but see the pro- the problem is the focus has always been about electrification Right, like electrification in, 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 or or moving towards more efficient uh, type of right, IC and, and we are not we are, we are not uh, yeah, but electrification is the whole thing, right? Right, right of course, that that the, is the, the major conversation. The talk is always about right electrification, and not just cars, but transportation as a whole. So, but uh, another major thing that happened in this last ten years was the advent of. smartphones and right. its impact right and how the the whole smartphone and, and and i mean of course the the technologies uh moved forward a lot our cars have gotten more complicated but smartphones have sort of very conveniently very comfortably and i would say in a in a rather unnoticed in a very silent manner right. they, they've sort of plugged into it seamlessly right if if you remember like even 10 years back uh, our cars were analog like yeah very analog like analog literally analog but now slowly you know it's getting very digital we are we are completely dependent on it right so so uh, in fact i i remember the the car my my dad has right now when we bought it like 2 3 years back he opened the hood and he immediately had sort of a scare and a very uncomfortable look uh because he couldn't figure out because everything was covered <laughs> right everything was covered and he was like if if it goes wrong what can i possibly do i can't even right. I, i'll have to look up at in the manual to even set the uh, idle on this right it's it's so funny that like old school ways are gone right yeah but matlab like for better or worse i mean they they are gone so, right. so in in this we can we can just like people like us we want to tinker around with our cars we just just reach for our spanners and everything and start working for it but those things are gone like and, but, but, but i mean but, that, that's fine that's what the thing we were talking about was like how this whole thing has silently creeped into our lives right and how major the impact has been yeah because i, I think even uh, about about a decade back around around 2008 2009 i think google maps was fairly new Right. Uh, didn't even have a, a voice guided navigation right. i think ovi maps used to be the thing right uh, ovi maps or probably it was named nokia maps by then but google maps was map only my maps. Idea. there were there were yeah, plenty of them they, they were they were there in cars but they were, they were not like 
in in the in the current form where we are we are practically dependent on them right so uh, uh, let me ask you akshay what do you think has had the biggest impact like what, what is the topic like which you can immediately recognize like this is the biggest impact smartphone has had on transportation as a whole so uh, i i think ride hailing or i mean uh, the moment you think ride hailing you think uber uh, i mean uber and the likes have had a major impact for me personally absolutely for everybody i think we can't even think about our lives right now without like ride hailing apps right because because like li- living in it is, it is so seamlessly integrated into our lives uh, also uh, I, I i may have some petty comments here okay. uh, <laughs> like growing <laughs> them on yeah, like growing up didn't have a lo- lot of money and and taking a cab or taking a auto in delhi was a matter of courage okay yeah because like you have grown up in delhi only right. i haven't so for for most parts i was not aware of the geographies i was not aware of the distances the routes right and at that point i was at the mercy of the auto driver or the cab driver True. to actually give me a reasonable fare because obviously they can't they, they don't operate by the meters right so so i i think more than my own city uber has made it possible for me to to be in any new city and yet feel have, comfortable and feel like comfortable safe. have a transport you know that you won't be you know looted right immediately i mean right. you you'd be paying maybe you you're paying a higher price but at least there's it, a it sense of security like, there is a sense of security right. you in most cases you know the fare up front you know you can see the route you still have the ratings and all you have a support from uber right i mean the, 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 it it adds a layer of comfort and security and right. i think that was a very big deal exactly ha huh. because i i don't remember uh taking a auto without for for any routes i was not familiar with in in delhi uh, like about 15 years back 16 years back right. when i was a kid right so uh, i i would say uber and and all of that i mean cabs were obviously almost always there cabs have been omnipresent even before the engine was invented they were horse driven cars but right but matlab like this this problem and i i think with the exception of mumbai uh, I, i would say in india cities, uh, any any city in india would would agree Yeah, residents of any city in India uh, in India would agree. Absolutely, I think the the sense of security also comes from the fact that imagine you are you are at a place and it it tells you that there are so many cabs around you and you can still push your right right exactly. Time so you you, 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 can, you can decide to you can decide to stay uh, for another thirty minutes at a party simply because right. you can say okay there are twenty cabs roaming around so exactly. I'll I'll probably just have another drink. It, it has been a revolutionary change in our lives, right? Right. We right. we can't deny that fact. yeah so uh, i i think uh, the, that sense of security and comfort also uh, comes from the the amount of data that is available to us uh, the, or rather not data the amount of information that is available to us right the whole feedback loop that you have that okay the moment you press a button you see there is a cabby coming you have the name you you know the car you know it is around you and it is approaching you exactly like like all those details because otherwise you'll you'll probably try uh, try to walk to the main road uh see if there are any cabs and autos parked or try to stop one i mean th- that was a lot of uncertainty right so this whole feedback loop loop probably adds to the the convenience and the the comfort and the security the sense of security exactly yeah so uh, i mean that's a, a major pa- a big deal for me exactly i think that that has been the biggest change smartphones as broad at least for me i think for a lot of other people as well right right but but of course that that's not the only bit i mean uber 
and and ola and uh, all of these are are one form of sharing i think i think other uh, form of sharing vehicle sharing have also benefited a lot from uh, the smartphone uh, what are you talking about whether you're talking about sharing of uh, a personal vehicle that is obviously in play in a lot of countries right. or whether you're talking about rentals rental like, cars uh, like zoom car we have or miles we have exactly i mean right uh, i mean and and this has been the case for years you don't even have a attendant or you don't even have a uh, someone to to give you the keys i mean majority of the work is handled with smartphone only you, you show up uh, you just unlock the car using your phone take the keys drive off right so i mean of course it it has reduced those uh, personal interactions you don't need to queue up or or wait at a counter exactly so uh, that way but i, I think there is another part of the sharing where what we am talking about the the personal vehicles right. right i mean of course that's not very much present in india because of regulatory challenges Uh, but but globally of course it's a it's there thing. it's there in uk in you know united states it's there right and uh we're talking about personal cars right like car keys right yeah actually i mean the the whole reason that whole sharing uh ecosystem can uh, sort of see a future going forward is is because of how car keys have moved into the phone right like become digital car keys right right so uh, let's start to talk about how should we talk about tesla again no no let's not let's not go to tesla let's go to <laughs> volvo let's go to okay let's start with volvo yeah so sunfleet uh, was their company with which they did the pilot couple of years ago i think we, we spoke about that couple of episodes in, back right pretty interesting right yeah i mean so it, if it, you it, if you own a car and you want to rent it out to other people so it would be like if there wasn't a smartphone with you mm-hmm. a whole ecosystem built around it it mm-hmm. would be such a arduous process yeah, right because you you'll need someone to actually take care of the exchange of keys you exchange of keys you have to physically like, meet and you have to align your timing and everything and all but if you have a digital key with you right you can just leave your park your car anywhere and just just let the other person come and you know unlock the car and just drive off right right how simple is that right exactly i mean in theory this is such a simple idea but the, the kind of impact it can possibly have is is i think in the future it will have a much bigger play yeah, i mean of course when, they are, they are already doing it they are i know i know but this, this is going to be a much bigger deal in right. the coming years when when like <coughs> i was talking in one of the episodes that i believe that electric cars will be more you know not personal but more shareable more shareable but then again that's that's what's happening right uh, keys key fobs are going to be obsolete it's already getting But, obsolete I mean, obsolete or not I, i think as an owner i'm i'm assuming i still wouldn't mind no the, the reason why i uh, picked up this topic was uh, because like tesla with model 3 has completely eliminated physical right. keys right it is just relying on a smartphone app right and we know that uh, other car companies are also working on this i mean like i can have it just just that they they are their, own, their owners don't talk about it as much right, but we are going in that direction like uh, last year like in this year bmw was the first car company to join hands with amazon amazon who oh. was amazon so who, who was working with apple yeah, I, I, someone was because I, i i remember apple was trying to i think it's apple <laughs> yeah from okay okay uh, nevertheless one of, one, of, <laughs> one of the tech giants that's, that's funny uh, one of the large market cap tech giants right <laughs> they uh, because i i remember earlier this year apple announced that uh you can have your car keys in their 
whatever keychain or something right like. right right so uh, i think it must be apple i could be wrong here okay. but but the point is one of the tech companies is doing okay. that i made an ass of myself but i think, I that, think that, that's okay that's <laughs> not, that, that's a, uh, an, another wednesday for us <laughs> okay anyway so the, um, that's the direction the whole car industry is taking like physical keys will have no role to play right. in in a couple of years but then it has got a lot of benefits to it if i i physically don't have to share a key with you i, I can yeah, I, I can see the sharing part but apart from that i don't see a lot i mean okay yeah i i can see another benefit is that uh, because obviously a lot of hardware is there in in most of the premium cars so you you can probably uh, add new features benefits as not completely replacing it but a smartphone app for your car is like no no I, I i i strongly agree with the the sharing part i'm just thinking what other use cases what other advantages can be there and i think the the one major advantage can be uh, probably adding just more toys or adding more features because right. like, once you've sold a car you've given a key fob with it and you right. can't add more controls to the key exactly fob. but on a smartphone app you you probably just rolling out you your can, updates, you can keep adding updating new, it, adding right. new gimmicks okay. so i mean that is another advantage so and and i mean it's it's amazing how all of this has happened in less than a 10 year time 10 years exactly yeah. i mean if if you look at a car from 10 year ago if you look at a smartphone from from 10 year ago you can't possibly imagine that it would arrive here like where exactly. we are right now the changes have been like very fast very yeah, fast. I, i mean we we get way to caught up and way to uh, distracted with how uh, hybrids and electric that's and what i started <laughs> yeah exactly i mean it, it's it's just mind blowing how how much a smartphone has uh, sort of uh, taken over everything and and is impacting. if i told you 10 years back you can use your app to hail your car imagine that Uh, yeah i mean the, the only possible way i would think of is like calling someone <laughs> right so again okay, uh, so next thing i think uh, the biggest impact smartphone has had is on navigation yes i i i would very strongly agree because uh, i i don't think even if i know the route i don't think i ever step out without actually setting up the navigation right in front of me on the motorcycle exactly yeah 10 years back you had to have a a different hardware device an external device for your for your like maps no I, remember, i think maps for uh, i mean they were integrated into your infotainment <coughs> system but again they were they were like you remember like no, map I, idea I, had I, its I, own. i mean phones had navigation but they were not point. they were very crude yeah i mean the the navigation was there but right now the there were still people big... so that's what i'm talking about like 10 years back people were more comfortable using फर्स्ट टाइम आई है 
Place where where it showed that how many satellites you are connected to. Right, right, exactly. Because so, it had it was a big deal back right, then. Right, right. So, uh, typically, it used to connect with like four or five. Plus, I remember three was it, minimum. I, yeah. I remember three. Plus, three. plus, it also had a speedometer. The same, speedometer. The same screen. That was the coolest thing. Which right, for right. me at that point, I was a teenager uh, back then, and it was the coolest thing. Right. In a smartphone. Right. <laughs> because I I remember that screen used to have three tabs. I I still don't remember what the option was, but it used to have three speedometer tabs. was one of them. Huh. Three tabs and speedometer was one of them, and I used to open that app, wait, and you actually had to stay still for the GPS satellites to connect. Right. If you open the app in a driving car, you would never get the signal. Not because because, because I remember like whenever I used to try the navigation apps, my dad used to ask me, and this this I'm talking about our, our annual trip to my nanny's place. <laughs> so I mean, we knew the route. Right. I mean, my mom did. My my dad and I of of course both both of us share the horrible sense of direction. Right. So uh, when I was setting up the navigation, my dad used to ask me that set up whatever you want to before you get into the car because <laughs> once the car is moving, that that shit wouldn't connect. Right. Uh, so that that's what it is. Like yeah. how much things have, how quickly things have changed. Anyway, anyway, what what I'm actually talking about, I'm I'm actually talking about Google Google Maps here. Okay. Uh, because I remember around 2009 when when I was uh, we visited a friend's village and I was just uh, as expected. I was just tinkering around with the navigation apps. and ovi and and couple of others were there for a long time and okay. they they offered very good navigation i mean i i remember uh, it it even used to be as detailed as and and this was a big deal back then right. like stay on the left because you have to take a exit on the left or stay right. on the right to continue on the flyover those details even google added very recently okay so it used to be a big deal back then but i remember uh, google maps had the entire map of that village the village roads right. which showed up as blank land like empty land on all the other maps exactly and th- these were the early days of google maps uh, i mean this was google maps without navigation without turn by turn direction without voice guidance right and even then they had so detailed maps right and i, I think from there to now the added layers of data right the kind of data they extract from us right all yeah, the I mean, of, of course they, they have they, they, So how amazing it has become, right? It will tell you where there's a roadblock, where 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 like where the bad roads. No, I think that's you. That's that's us. <laughs> that's us. <laughs> so uh, we we on our app we tell where the potholes and speedbumps are. Okay. Don't give the credit for uh, credit no, no, for no, that. No, no, that that, that that was a silly way of plugging in your company's name. That's okay. That's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll drag my colleagues in okay. for some interesting podcast. I've actually got uh, convinced two of my colleagues to to come on the podcast. Okay. Ha uh, and that'll be interesting I think. Yeah, that'll be interesting a very and, nice episode. Okay. Yeah. So 
back to navigation right yeah so i mean of course the the navigation was there the maps were there whether with hardware or whether with our uh, our phones which required a aerial to be plugged in right. but right now the data has made all the difference i mean we decide what route we are going to take simply uh, by looking at google maps exactly the, the morning alerts used to get the click nine your commute will take 45 minutes now your commute will take 15 minutes now that's that's what it's we decide so on. much easier to plan our right daily trips or anything yeah Just in fact uh, i mean at least i'm i'm speaking uh, from the observation of my friends and peers okay uh, a majority of them don't really use uh the the pre-installed maps if they have older cars okay yeah but, but, i mean even if they have maps and and like uh, i even i don't generally use it yeah i mean it's so much easier to just just you know switch on to for newer cars you've got android auto for you've right. got connectivity that's that's very different but even if uh, cars that are 5 6 years old uh, and people who have got infotainment system with maps right they don't really use them they simply uh, find it much easier to turn on their phone right and set up any of the mapping apps whether google or here or exactly. whatever so that is why like google is so dynamic and with so much information so information rich yeah. i mean, I mean all, all of them actually all of them right uh, yeah. we were talking I about mean, just of, one of them but all of them are like equally good yeah i mean google of course has had the advantage of the success of android right so everyone has used google maps and is familiar with it right now okay. plus it is it is integrated much deeper into the devices so that that plays as well so uh, so all of this data and uh, navigation also has a very important play in logistics right yeah of course because uh, i mean that's that's a very important topic which i, I, I don't i don't know if you remember uh, but uh, these warehouses and all they they uh, used to have people with those fat motorola pda right. that also used to have a barcode scanner right so uh, i mean more than the the location data and everything b- simply because everyone has a smartphone the whole chains are more efficient not just efficient and it has become cheaper and it has become more accessible I, i i don't know about cheaper but i'm assuming that would be the case still, still like smartphones are like ha, smartphones are, are cheaper obviously matlab instead of a dedicated uh, device right. that one person one in a person, warehouse is using right. uh, everyone has a, a smartphone, smartphone will do yeah, yeah the, the amazon guy will show up at your doorstep simply open the camera scan the barcode and exactly you don't even need to sign anymore one one device does it all right right so that way plus i think on the consumer side that that has a major impact i mean uh, i order twice a day or thrice we, a we day we both are very fat and we depend a lot on zomato and swiggy <laughs> yeah, yeah so uh, food delivery businesses we 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 give them a lot of uh, yeah, we, we are we are the reason zomato and swiggy have massive valuations <laughs> so uh, but but that, that's the thing like we uh, sitting on the other side whether we are not just talking about how it has changed uh for the businesses we are talking about how it has consumer, changed for the consumer consumer side of it right right now if i place a order i mean dominos i think is one of the most efficient kitchen to your doorstep kitchen to plate yeah kitchen to plate that is one right. of the most efficient systems but the problem is that their tracking is absolute crap very bad yeah they're working on but still it's very primitive it looks i don't know it is it is archaic <laughs> right yeah and right now if i place a order on dominos i am I'm, i'm i'm uncomfortable whether my exactly. order has left where is it I'm, i'm relying on text message updates there is no clear feedback loop if something messes up right compared to zomato where i've got real time tracking right yeah and 
I I know how much like, of an impact when my when, right? when my when my mouth exactly. when my exactly. mouth starts salivating <laughs> how much of the impact it has is like incredible right so imagine like imagine 10 years back i had to pick up my phone call up the restaurant <coughs> and tell them bhaiya kab aayega mera khana and and then then you don't know like and is it going to take 45 minutes one hour so, one and a half hours whatever so I, i'm not going that far back i, I think zomato uh, i'm i'm talking probably 5 years back zomato was still a a content a business right. and not a delivery business right and food panda was in the early days and it was absolutely horrible right so there was a, a restaurant in my neighborhood i used to live in noida okay and I I distinctly remember. So I used to live on the first floor in my my flat number was one thousand eleven. Okay. And uh, one fine evening, the lady who used to live on the tenth floor okay. showed up at my doorstep, pissed off. Yeah, very pissed off. <laughs> very pissed off. Okay, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, and I I distinctly remember every time I used to mention my flat number, mention that I live on the first floor, and I don't know what the guy. on the other end of the phone used to write right. but the guy first used to show up on the 10th floor right i mean of course part of the blame was also uh, part of the blame would also go to the the numbering of the apartments but still i i i made it a point to always mention i live on the first floor right. the guy never used to write it down the delivery guy would always go on the 10th floor and and i used to order at odd times i used to order at one in the morning and like okay. at odd times and this was a family with a kid and someone is ringing their doorbell right. at one in the morning i mean she she was she had all the right to be pissed but i'm just saying like such, such a time and and eventually i stopped ordering from that restaurant okay yeah i mean because they used to mess up so much the delivery people used to mess up so much and the guy on the other end of the phone was so careless right so i, I mean I don't want to pick up a phone anymore. I, exactly. I I get I get uncomfortable if my if my order messes up and I have to deal with anything more than chat or Twitter. Right. I, mean, I think Twitter is my tech support support for everything right now. It, it's a rant platform for all of us. <laughs> yeah. Not not just. I mean, who wants to pick up a phone and and go on hold? So right. That that's part. But anyway, we we we, we digress. We digress. Like, yeah, we digress. But that's how incredible it has been, right? Right. but but uh, this uh, of course is personal transportation logistics but uh, i mean of course as an extension public transportation also also comes into the whole play right that that's that's very important again so ticketing right ah ticketing is of course a major part i i you remember I, those days when we had to go to the railway station to book yeah. and then came the uh, irctc website that yeah, was which is still still work but yeah. <laughs> it was such a you know an ordeal to go and book a ticket and even get information from their information desk i i think it was much easier to uh, and i would say until a couple of years ago it was much easier to find information from other sources than irctc right <laughs> <laughs> but no say kidding. whatever you want uh, it is still easier than queuing up um, outside the the reservation office right i think uh, we were in bombay for a while right yeah and then that's when i actually had to use local trains right you use it much more often than me yeah, but i used to use them every weekend like every friday and sunday but the the app was amazing right how simple was it like yeah, you had a monthly pass but i never had a monthly pass right i mean and i had a monthly pass because it was dirt cheap but <laughs> the point is ke but buying a ticket was I, such I a simple probably route. wouldn't take even half the trips i took in the local train if i had to queue up at the ticket window and mm-hmm. you know andheri station like if you haven't seen it that is like the the whole population of a city is stuffed into a railway station <laughs> right and a, a fraction of the population stuffed at the reservation counter or the right. ticket counter so you cannot you i mean 
mad respect for people who do that but you cannot possibly have the patience to queue up there and get a ticket right but simply because i standing outside the station i could book a ticket for 10 bucks on my phone and and show that as a ticket that you change the whole thing at that point i didn't Absolutely. think much about otherwise and and i've done this right. till the time i didn't know about the app or the the fact you're queuing up i queued up a couple of times and a couple of times i queued up decided fuck it and stepped outside took a cab <laughs> i've i've done this actually i i, I know for in the, in the first uh, month or so in bombay okay i've actually done this okay i queued up i got scared of the sheer volume of like sheer number of people it there. is scary it is scary yeah and especially during the office hours it's absolutely scary it's pandemonium right and like office hours and, and depending on the direction you're moving in <laughs> depending on <laughs> tell me about that <laughs> so yeah i mean i've actually done that that i i queued up decided it was not worth the effort and uh, took a cab and there i i'm i'm, I'm spending 50x of what i would otherwise pay right yeah but but that, that's the thing i i that's what i'm saying i i probably wouldn't have taken even half the trips i i took in public transport right and and, and okay ticketing is uh, of course one part and a major part of it uh, another part is putting a cost at my time exactly yeah uh, because so my, my dad works with railways okay and i i remember whenever he had to uh, take a train i hope he doesn't listen to this episode because i had some bad words for indian <laughs> railways <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he he has a spotify he heard couple of episodes oh, okay. so yeah <laughs> anyway yeah so uh, i i remember when i was a kid he used to call up the the uh, local uh, railway inquiry okay and they were absolute Please, we have all, we all have incompetent. done that we all have done that <laughs> no, no, but that, that's the thing so at that point he used to uh, figure he, he obviously knew what the routes were so he used to call up the inquiry at the the previous station right. and get updates from them when it has crossed and like how long ago it has crossed to right. figure out the the arrival time here because otherwise there was no clue and uh, no clue and you had to wait for like 30 40 minutes easy one way to to actually take a train right i mean right now i've, I've seen him whenever he has to take a train he just uh, pulls up the phone checks the running status live right. running status of the train much much worse was when you had to go pick up your relatives from the train station right you're there you're there for 3 hours 3 <laughs> hours 5 yeah. hours because because they they are they are showing up once a year so you cannot be late <laughs> right you, you cannot, cannot be late it's... and they can be late because they have no control over it i mean I've, I've i've fallen asleep at stations waiting for my relatives tell me about it, it was yeah. very bad so so that's the thing and and of course there were no smart there, there were no mobile phones even back then right. uh, but anyway we are going way too far back but even until a, a decade or so ago until this this tracking and right now i feel scared for my dad because he would check the train station okay the train is arriving in 5 minutes he would okay. fire up the motorcycle and run away <laughs> okay yeah. interesting that you said that because now every positive has some negatives link to it right so should we come to the downsides yeah, yeah, of, of course this whole 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 smartphone in motoring or like transportation right. what are the downsides so i mean there are there are uh, some technical aspects to it let's uh, start with technical first then right of, of course that philosophical aspects won't probably end ever <laughs> uh, okay but let's uh, let's start with technical ones so uh, I, i think the biggest problem is that all of these technologies are 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 very much centered about the one specific smartphone user right. the objective of like if i set up the navigation for your place from my place 
the objective for that is getting me from here to there in the, in most the least, least efficient way in the most efficient way in the least possible time in right. most cases right right uh, the the problem with that is it doesn't account i mean to some degrees of course it does but broadly speaking it doesn't account for how it impacts everything else around me right uh so what we're talking about is like google maps you might have uh, witnessed this that it will send you through uh colony roads right in fact Shorter there, roads. There, there was a lot of hate with uh, with ways in in us okay yeah any anyway we'll get to that you, you just uh, describe what you're talking about first so what we're basically talking about is all the all the smartphone maps navigation navigation like apps what it does is it 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 finds the shortest route or the fastest route to my to your destination right and it 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 will not let you you know it 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 is not restricted to just your highways or main roads right it it has the tendency to send you through other routes as well which which whatever takes the least time whatever takes the least time now that that is that fucks up a lot of different things right right uh, so i mean as a kid i remember casually walking around in the streets of my my colony right uh, and in Neighbor, fact neighborhood in, right in fact my my neighborhood is not that bad as yours right yes because mine is the perfect example yeah, so uh, I, neighbor- i think your home is about what half a kilometer from the main road or or about half a kilometer half a kilometer or so my, the, the road in front of my house basically connects two very busy busy, busy Two, two, two main roads i'll say it connects and because of this google maps or or navigation apps it 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 kind of routes the entire traffic especially during peak hours through that those neighborhood roads right Then, and and uh, by the way there is a road parallel to it which is a much wider much six, wider. Lane, six lane road much wider but, but of course the problem is the, the the moment it starts turning into a bottleneck it start, uh, any of the mapping apps start routing people through the the inner roads and this road is probably what two car wide matlab it may be a little wider but it it I mean, it chokes up uh, very quickly after after the parked cars of right. uh, of it, the entire neighborhood it is probably two cars it wide. it chokes up pretty quickly chokes especially up on days like 31st 31st eve plus plus another, another i have another. seen i have seen traffic jams for like couple of hours right in front of my house which was absolutely unimaginable a couple of years back right we and used to play cricket on those on those streets exactly exactly and that is the thing because as people who i mean the city we live in gurgaon is not particularly planned but still to some degree it is right and uh, anyone planning the cities the roads the entire road network has got absolutely no clue that a road that is supposed to pass inside a residential right. society will be used by cars large suvs right. sprinting at uh, mostly illegal speeds because mm. of course for that area that will be legal right. and they they never accounted for that they cannot possibly account for that but the right. problem is it the the traffic flow is not in a, in a proper pattern not right all now. roads are meant for you know like traffic right <laughs> like some roads are meant to just this, this take, is, take your car out and go to the main again, road again an example of my neighborhood a lot of those streets people have you know put up gates right right they, i mean they, of course that is inevitable that's what i'm saying in in uh, in many parts of europe and us uh, there are additional traffic restrictions in play in many of the residential areas there are either one way streets uh, uh, between certain hours right. or they are absolutely not uh available for use for anyone except residents between certain hours 
because uh, of course the, the traffic flow has moved from a pattern to a water flow <laughs> right yeah, basically whenever there is a space they shove a car in there right so and that is a major problem that is a uh, i mean not only just the, these roads are not built to deal with that kind of fast moving traffic but also it makes the whole scenario unsafe for the residents i mean exactly. in your place you cannot have a peaceful conversation at any time of the day or night not at all i, I had my dog right it was such a big deal to take her out on the street yeah. because of the traffic i mean you you can't take and it changed in a couple of years just a couple of years it was yeah. not like that a couple of years back yeah you can't take your dog out for a walk in your own neighborhood and and this is not at all on the main road not even remotely on the main road this is not more than half a kilometer inside just because it connects to yeah. main roads it has it's been that's been the faith of that neighborhood right thin street <laughs> yeah and uh, i mean city planners don't know uh, and they don't have i mean even if they decide that okay this is what is happening right now maybe we can do something about it but they cannot what you're talking about is like data is not yeah exactly i mean like city planners don't they don't have access with, to that okay, data right i mean okay. even if they want to Makes work sense. with because the the unfair advantage for google maps or unfair advantage for here maps or any of the countless mapping apps is the data that they have right i mean people swear by certain mapping apps because they uh, see that the traffic patterns are very uh, very uh, accurate they the the arrival times that they get are very accurate mm. and uh, that is the advantage for a specific mapping company right and they would want to keep that advantage to themselves exactly because they want more users to come to them because they are offering this right i mean there can be ways to figure it out but uh, i haven't heard of many of these scenarios happening and and the the city planners need access to this data we need to have a more i would say open uh, view about the the whole data sharing scene to to make cities better because like right. today we are we are still trying to use these solutions in cities that were designed in a non tech non smartphone era right. but tomorrow we are talking about smart cities and all and and there I mean, of course, you can place all the sensors you want on on the traffic lights and all, but smartphones are are, are a much better tool to track movements or, right. or predict behaviors. Right. And and till the time this data is not shared actively between the the authorities and the city planners, the police, the uh, the emergency services, all of them, uh, we will will continue to face this problem. I I mean, I have seen campaigns, I've seen Facebook groups, entirely centered around hate for ways. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> in US, I, 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 there was a specific term for it. For it that I am not able to recall right now. Okay. But the 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 problem was basically the same. That right. Like, P car traffic being. Uh, it was routing traffic through through res- residential areas residential that, areas. that yes. are not supposed to have cars moving at seventy eighty kilometer per hour. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, there are kids playing in the street. Not anymore. Right. Yeah. So that's that. I mean, this is of course the the technical part of it. Of course. There is a lot of philosophical part of it as well. Like I don't remember any routes anymore. Yeah, <laughs> you never did. You were always bad with ways. Yeah, I mean, but I, I, I at least uh, used to put in so much time to figure it's, out. It's very similar to what happened with calculators, right? People stopped doing mathematics, like calculation, basic calculation. People say that. Yeah, so now people have probably say that. People have actually stopped remembering directions. <laughs> the old way of you know remembering landmarks and directions that is pretty much gone right right what else 
can you think of anything else any other downside um any other downside i don't know you you don't have random conversations with people while waiting for the train at the station <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah that that is one part of it the the problem is uh the transportation as we are getting more dependent on uh, smartphones and technology like ecosystem around it the in, uh, the infrastructure the, the the ecosystem has to work right if there is one bit that goes wrong the whole system is down true that's true for for a major part but i think uh, that's a given if if you are yeah, relying right, on this exactly. you, you would expect it, the infrastructure to to hold up it, to keep it, up with it, it. Uh, yeah if like i was in goa for a couple of months like for 6 months i was there mm-hmm. and uh, there the infrastructure is not really as good yeah. and i was facing because i live in normal like tier 1 cities in delhi in mumbai uh, the infrastructure is pretty good it supports like all these systems it supports right. but i went to goa and all of a sudden i was pushed back to 1990s <laughs> <laughs> i i had similar experience in kolkata but i think that okay. was uh that was probably because of so uh, i guess india needs to catch up the infrastructure but again that, that that's that's no that, that's not just a infrastructure problem that's also a data problem uh we don't have enough data about places and and like the the sheer area of like the the, the geographical area that makes it i like, I, i wasn't really talking about just the just the places on your map but i was talking about just internet let's say internet if the internet right, is down of, of course all of a sudden you can't use any of these services right right no but uh, i mean even for most mapping companies the the data is years old and not as actively updated as right. you might imagine and, and i know i know i have i faced that i was in northeastern i went to a place which was 90 kilometers from shillong and i ended up at a very different place because it wasn't mapped properly right so and so, there wasn't anybody around <laughs> yeah so so part of it is also because of the the geography like i mentioned like uh, look at rajasthan right so there are not a lot of places in rajasthan but the area is is mad right and for a mapping company it is a much more lucrative proposition to map out that simil area of similar uh, like square kilometer or whatever in europe because that will probably cover countries right compared to rajasthan which won't get as many users which won't have as many places right. but would require the same amount or or more effort right so that's also a major barrier that that uh, sort of limits it but this is i wouldn't say this is a downside this is sort of a limitation of limitation it's yeah, not yeah. actually a downside so i think that's that although uh, by the way now that we are bringing it to a close in this episode we decided to talk about the, the electric car and motorcycle scene in india <laughs> i think we need to push it to another episode yeah and and uh, i was also thinking about doing history of electric cars but then when i started reading it i actually went on for days and and i'm still not finished <laughs> <laughs> i i have got notes uh but uh, i think that will be more of a, um, a gigantic couple of our monologue for <laughs> <laughs> a couple of episodes we need to but yeah, it will be a very interesting topic to talk about are it's very interesting yeah i mean uh, you and i both know about a reasonable bit of uh, car and motorcycle right. history and and yet i i learned so many interesting things that i'm i'm pretty sure our audience will love right i think that 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 we need to do Very maybe soon. maybe Very the soon. next episode or pretty soon next uh, let's let's see when the next episode arrives because this hopefully one, not this after this one took 2 3 months <laughs> this one took what 4 months oh really <laughs> <laughs> we did the last episode in august oh my god yeah so <laughs> blame it on covid <laughs> and we tried uh, doing this podcast on phone and it didn't work out 
Yeah, I mean, it was terrible. The audio quality is not good anyway as it is. So, okay, so I think we are done for the day. Um, season 2 episode 1. Uh, ah, okay. Yeah, the rehash. <laughs> I'm still not very convinced on that. But should, let's, should, let's should, should we just give it an entirely new name and launch a new podcast? <laughs> After the break, I think so. <laughs> no, but actually we are getting a, a pretty good response on the last couple of episodes. We got a couple of emails, right? Yeah, I mean not not particularly specific but yeah I mean they weren't cursing us so I, I'll take that as a win. <laughs> I mean at least okay. people people are acknowledging uh, what we are doing people are giving their comments on right on, uh, and uh, the number of listens are going up which is very encouraging. Yeah plus uh, I mean most of the listeners are coming from Bangalore, Mumbai, Delhi. So okay. tech savvy. That's what I'm hoping. Unless we are a running joke in the community. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Have you searched our name on Reddit? <laughs> Is there? I've not searched on Reddit. I've searched on Twitter. I found some, but they were not scary. But I, okay. I, I'm too scared to search. I think search I need to search on Reddit. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't want to do do that. I'm, I'm happy as it is. I'm happy with the the amount of li- the number of listens that we are getting. I, I wouldn't want to uh, sort of pop this bubble. <laughs> okay. On that, let's uh, let's close let's, it. let's bring it a close. We have already done what 47, 48 minutes. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, we decided to make it a 20 minute episode. Yeah, anyway. yeah I think I, I struggle a bit with shutting up. But anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, hopefully the next episode will come in 15 days as it should and not in like 4 months. <laughs> so let's hope for that. Yeah, thanks a lot. Bye bye. Till the next.